0: Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. Those of you listening live, I apologize. We had a late start, a little technology hiccup. So Julie, let's jump right in. We have a great show for you today. We're going to be talking about the word accountability. Now, I want to share with you from a coach's perspective, not a fake coach, but this is someone who's actually done hundreds of thousands of coaching calls. I'm not exaggerating. Julie and I have written best-selling books. Julie and I, you know, we're the real deal, but as real deal as it comes when it comes to real estate coaching. I'm going to ch- share with you a little inside secret, and this is something that um, some of you guys will laugh at, others of you might be slightly offended at but that's okay. It's still relevant nonetheless. One of the things that everybody always says, by everybody, I mean real estate agents who are hiring a coach, they say they want accountability. And an amateur coach will assume accountability means like what you guys think, sort of like, okay, let's write this down. Let's review this the following week and all the rest of it. But what you realize after having done coaching as long as we have is that the word accountability means something different to everybody. The word accountability is a bit of a mystery for most people because if you try to hold somebody accountable in this traditional sense, in other words, okay, Bob, this week, these are the things we're going to work on. You're going to call it five FISBOs. You're going to this, the other thing. Some people, that works for a short time, but the truth is is that nobody gets into real estate. Nobody decides to be an entrepreneur and take all the, you know, the risks that all of us do to be business owners with the idea that they're going to have someone barking, uh, you know, barking at them telling them what to do. Because even if somebody says that they want to be held accountable, even if somebody says they want to be held accountable to specific things, it does not mean that they'll do them unless they have 100% uh, essentially buy-in to what you're asking them to do. So I'm going to expand on this, and I'm going to reel it back in. Someone will join our coaching program specifically with the idea that they want to be listing agents. That's what we specialize in. They want to learn how to basically pick up the phone or you know, essentially uh, prospect an agent or a prospect a seller and one of the you know, 50 different ways we show you how to do it to learn how to go after, uh, after sellers. Sellers, for many of, the, uh, many of you listing are an elusive thing that people have told you just sort of materialize occasionally like unicorns <laughs> and that, oh, once you're in the business long enough, then you can be a listing agent. Oh, you're only able to work uh, with sellers after all the buyers that you've worked with uh, decide to put their houses for sale. They, you, there are so many mistru- uh, myth, myths and mistruths in real estate about working with sellers that it's insane. It really is crazy because the truth is is that you can be a listing agent right when you get your a real estate license. You can be a powerful, successful listing agent competing against the biggest barracudas in the market, provided you have a great pre-listing pack and you have an organized listing presentation and you know essentially how to handle yourself in a listing presentation. Again, that's what we do as far as premier coaching. But what happens is, is you'll have somebody that says they want to be held accountable. They want to be held accountable to learning how to be a powerful listing agent. And, but then what they'll do is they'll hide in all the things necessary uh, to, you know, oh, I'm going to take six months to get my pre-listing pack done, which could be done in you know, 48 hours. I'm going to do this. I'm going to master this. I'm going to fully, completely understand this because they're trying to hide from accountability. They're trying to hide from actually getting the result. So this goes back to my point. When you say you want accountability in your life, what exactly do you mean? Do you just want somebody cheering you along when you occasionally accomplish a goal? Or do you want like an old school drill sergeant uh, essentially ripping you apart when you didn't do the exact thing exactly correct? What is your version of accountability? Is it somewhere in the middle? Most of you don't have a definition of it. That's the reason you don't hold yourselves accountable. Are you thinking about what I'm saying to you? Because if you get it, guys, it's going to be a profound breakthrough. It took Julie and I literally hundreds of thousands of coaching calls to understand what I just said, you, said to you. Until you can define what accountability truly means to you, in other words, in, unless you're willing to accept, and I'll give you a definition of it here in a second, unless you're willing to truly accept what accountability, it, you know, what it means to you now and what you know it needs to mean in order for you to actually accomplish goals. Like right now, real accountability to most of you is just essentially having, if you wanted to hire a coach, someone to have a friendly conversation with on a semi-regular basis. That, for most of you, would be accountability. Others of you who have essentially evolved beyond just essentially in waiting in the, in the staging ground to get ready to actually get started, you, you move past that, you're, on your fa- you're building momentum. Those of you who get that conceptually are the ones that realize that accountability is in goal setting are essentially synonymous, and a goal is a dream with an action plan, and a goal in order for it to happen has to be broken down into steps. And I gave this example in our uh, Harris Certified Coach uh, call this morning talking about the same subject. When you have a goal that you've set for yourself, and let's say you've used a coach to hold yourself accountable, or let's say you're trying to hold yourself accountable, do you break that goal down into micro goals? So, So let's use a real good example of, uh, you want to save $10,000 or 100000 doesn't matter. You want to save a certain amount of money. Do you, you write it down. You say, okay, I'm going to save $100,000 in 2019 or twenty or whatever. I'm going to save this amount of money. But then do you go beyond that? Do you make a plan on how you're going to do it? Do you say, for example, in order for this to happen, I'm going to uh, peel off 20% off the top of every commission check I earn, and I'm going to put it into a special you know, $100,000 savings account account? Am I, am I actually going to do that? Am I going to, or am I going to do what everyone else does, is just try to save with whatever's left over, which means there will never be enough, enough left over uh, to save because you'll spend it all. That's not a plan. So if you guys want to have a specific system in mind when you're trying to say to yourself, okay, you know, remember, goals are all about accountability. We're the time of year when people reset goals. But we're also the time of year when people question whether they'll be able to accomplish their goals because they've reset goals in the past and they've never accomplished them because there was no accountability backing up the goal. Now, you should hire a coach to hold you accountable to accomplishing the goal. But you need to realize that when you do that, you are going to, A, have to hire the right coach, Look, Julie and I go to OTF every day. I can tell you right now, not all the coaches are the same. Some of the coaches don't ever correct you when you're doing something wrong. They'll watch you doing something wrong and they won't do anything about it. Other coaches, if they see you doing something wrong, they're going to step in and they're going to show you how to do it right. They're going to stand there until you get it right. And if you don't get it right, you're going to have to do it over and over again. Which coach do you think you'd get the better results with? The one that's just going to stand on the side and basically watch you sort of flounder or the one that's actually going to make you do it right? You know the the one that's going to actually make you do it right is the one where you're going to get the results. And yet, here's the odd part, when you hire a coach and the coach tries to get you to do it right, when they try to hold you accountable, how do you react? You push back some of you. You, you, some of you resist. Some of you say, well, hold on. What's going on here? Why am I being told that you know my little master plan to you know do this, the other thing, and my big marketing plan, why is somebody criticizing me? Because you never had clearly defined goals to start with. Okay, I'm going to move into a financial realm, okay? And then Julie's got some great notes. I'm going to talk about money. I'm going to talk about something that's a, still a taboo in our country, which is amazing to me, money, okay? Now, why aren't all of you rich? Why aren't all of you rich? The reason that all of you aren't rich is because, why? You've never held yourself accountable to becoming rich. And I'm going to give you a great example in real estate. Real estate agents in our industry love to talk about everything other than actual wealth accumulation. Why? Because the industry is not set up to encourage agents to actually think about increasing their net worth. The industry on a whole is designed to pressure you guys through your egos to build teams, spend all of your money on marketing, and do all these other things. Why? You need to ask yourself, who benefits when you form a team? Who benefits when you do that marketing? Who benefits when you hire that website company to build that website for you that, they claim, that you thought you needed to, in order to have uh, build your brand? They do. None of these conversations have anything to do with profit. As far as I know, in the real estate industry, Julie and I are the only ones that are telling you that you always lead with profit because it's with that profit that you reinvest that you become rich where your money works for you and you no longer work for your money. Are you staying with me on this um, Podcast, are you listening listeners are you really focusing here are you realizing that some of you right now you claim you got into real estate so that one day you'd be rich where your money works for you you no longer work for your money and yet you're spending all of your money so you're never going to be rich why do you even know why isn't it interesting your dreams your hopes your original aspirations and intentions have been co opted other people have taken them from you They're controlling what you think. You got into real estate because you wanted to essentially, through your profit from your selling houses, have a sense of freedom, a sense of accomplishment. You wanted to have profit left over that you maybe could buy some rental properties to produce passive income. But you're in it for six months, and all of a sudden, you go to a seminar, and now you think you're supposed to build a team. Now the industry is telling you that, oh my God, you're not successful unless you have a brand, unless you're a social networking rock star, unless you have a real fancy logo, right? So what happened is you got into real estate with the intention of taking, having a better, fuller life for you and the people that you love, and then all of a sudden you're rubbing elbows with all these people, and your dreams have been co opted Now they're defining for you what success is. You have no goals. You're not able to hold yourself accountable to anything. You're all over the damn place. You're a mess, and years pass. I had a coaching – not even a coaching call. I had a call with an old friend that Julie and I have known um, – for probably 15 or 20 years, a huge rock star in real estate, and she and I were having this nice conversation where she told me something I said when Julie and I were in our 20s, which, frankly, I don't remember saying. I'll even tell you it was a, the Howard Britton Group. She said she remembers me, and I don't remember saying this, but it does sound like something I would have said. She said she remembers me in, the, in our 20s saying that, essentially, that we were disappointed with being part of the Howard Group Because the Howard group was not focused on profit. They are just focused on ego, team building. They are focused on all these other things, but they weren't focused on wealth building. And she said she remembers me saying that all the Howard stars, when they were older, probably will be broke because they didn't ever save any money. I don't remember saying that. It does sound like something obnoxious I would have said in my 20s. But she was validating what I said as being true, which I have mixed emotions about, to be honest with you. But there you go. So unless you guys are going to have goals that you're going to be willing to held accountable to, you're going to end up essentially never even getting close to your potentiality. You're never going to spend that time off that you wanted to spend with your family. You're not going to be able to fully fund your kids' college educations. Because why? Your goals that you set for yourself were co-opt. You let other people basically redefine them for you, what was important, which is a shame, number one. Number two you're never completely comfortable with realizing the whole point of being in business is to make profit. Your product of your business is profit. If you're not making profit, and our model shows you how to make 50, 60, 75% profit. You earn $1,000, you keep 750 bucks. Where and how and who was the moron that convinced agents that keeping 10% or less was okay? I don't know, but it's not okay. It's insanity. How brokerages have accepted the fact that 3% margins and less are good is insanity. Something has gone wrong. And here's where it's going to really go wrong. When the housing market continues to slow down, those margins are going to reduce. They're not going to stay the same. And there's going to be a whole bunch of people that are experiencing high levels of hardship. It goes back to accountability. If you sit down with somebody and they ask you to do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level and they give you a specific roadmap and you intellectually understand that that's the path for you, but you see yourself week after week, month after month not doing it, why? That's what I want all of you to think about. Why? Why is it that you've decided to give up on a lot of the things that you could accomplish in your life? Why have you decided to think smaller? Why have you decided to give over the best parts of you to all these people that are trying to sell you on what they want you to see as success? Why? It's interesting, isn't it? If you get down to the essence of why you got into real estate, what were the reasons? Why did you do it? Why? Because you didn't want to have a boss? Okay, that's easy to accomplish. Because you didn't want anyone controlling your time? Well, that was easy too. Oh, and you wanted to be rich? How's that one working out for you? Those are the three reasons that my, most people say they get into real estate. Don't want to have anyone telling them what to do. Don't want to have anyone controlling their time. And they want to basically make you know limitless amounts of money. The first two you can accomplish easily. The last most of you will never be able to accomplish. You hire us to be your coach. We tell you what to do. We tell you how to do it. We give you a drill-down, exact, easy-to-follow plan, and then some of you do nothing with it. Why? Some of you will take what we say, and then you'll go to Facebook, and you'll try to you know, join a Facebook group, and you'll try to do your own version of Tim and Julie's plan. Why? Why do you do that? Julie, why do you think they do that? Why do you think they won't well, think allow they, themselves yeah. to be held accountable?
1: Well, it's creative avoidance, and it has the appearance of work when you go and you know, join one of those Facebook groups that appears like a work group, and then you post a survey, what do you think about, so that you can have some, you know, interaction with alleged professionals. It, it looks like work, but to us, work has the result of profitability because you helped somebody, not because you screwed around and, you know, had creative avoidance. It's the whole getting ready to get started thing. I think that some of it is ego, not wanting to trust that what you are being coached to do works, I think there are people that have a skeptic's mindset that it's never going to be good enough and it can't work or it can't work for them, can't work in their office, can't work in their market, can't work in their price range, their neighborhood or whatever. It's all creative avoidance. It's the people who get out of their own way, who want it bad enough that they push all of that aside and they trust and are willing to be held accountable. It is the definition of accountability, an obligation or willingness to accept responsibility or to account for one's actions. It's the willingness to accept the responsibility for your own success or lack of success. You know, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. Well, if it's not meant to be, it also was up to you. You have to be accountable. You often say, you know, own your situation. Wherever you are today is because of you. So with the coaches this morning, we were talking a lot about how to help Our podcast listeners, our coaching clients, our elite coaching clients, how to help them make this breakthrough. And to really, you know, this is not something you can just throw together as a coach. I know there's people who call themselves coaches that will write down what your homework was and ask you how it went. But there's a lot more to it. You know, we study this through hundreds of thousands of coaching calls, through, you know, living it ourselves. Like, Orange Theory Fitness is the example. Um, but there's a big difference between claiming that something is important to you versus defining it, right? So, you, Tim, you were talking about how many of them write down, you know, okay, I, I want to save more money. All right, well, the next step is maybe you want to save $100,000. How many people will stop just there and stare at that number and not ever take another step because it's too intimidating versus figuring out, well, Okay, so why 100000 There has to be a reason behind that. Is that six months of reserves? How are the, what are the different ways you could get there and by when? Maybe it is intimidating to do it in six months, but you can figure out a plan along with your coach, along with some accountability, to do it in maybe 18 months. Maybe you're not in a situation yet to throw 20% off of every commission check, and there's a conversation attached to that. Why not? What would it take for you to be able to do that? What additional spoke or avenue of lead generation should you add on in order for that not to be an issue? And by doing so, would that make it so that now it's not an 18-month goal and you can do it in 12 instead? These are conversations of drilling down and making it very specific. Some people never get to the point where they even define what the amount is if we're talking about a financial goal. Or they won't define if it's a physical goal, how many pounds they need to lose. It's just, well, I've got to eat healthier and go to the gym. That's not a goal. Nobody can hold you accountable to that because you're not being specific. Now, conversely, there are things that every single one of you listening is actually accountable to. What are those things? These are things that are external accountability. For example, if you're in real estate, I can pretty much guarantee you that you're paying your cell phone bill on time aren't you because that's the end of the road if you can't be mobile and take calls why is that because if you don't they shut you down pretty fast I guarantee you you all have groceries in your fridge and gas in your car why because of external accountability something bad happens you starve or you can't go anywhere if you're not accountable to those simple things it's easier when you get a bill or something bad happens to you now conversely, your internal accountability, which is things that you want to do to move forward in life, savings, being more healthy, paying off credit card debt, going on rocking vacations, you know, traveling the world in first class instead of yak air or on the Greyhound bus. Okay? These are things that are internal that you claim you want to be held accountable to. And yet, will you do the drill down, put deadlines on them, put dates on them, put an action plan in place and get serious about it? accountability is no joke you guys are really good at avoiding it some of you others of you thrive on it we have coaching clients that are so good at this their mantra is i have to be careful what i ask for because i know i'll do it Joey, so we know they'll do it because we see it look at their let's Facebook make pages. This
0: practic- let's make this practical so um we read a lot of too much stuff so we can get better at our jobs <laughs> you guys should be doing the same thing one of the things, one of the bits of research that's evolving is essentially what's more motivational to someone, the carrot or the stick. Everyone claims that, like, if you're in front of a group of agents, they'll all say the carrot, but that's just totally and completely not true. It's not just for agents, it's everybody. Everybody is more motivated by the stick. And Julie gave you some good examples with the cell phone. I talk about um, a coaching client along, you know, I'll just m- summarize it. Basically, the guy was enormously overweight. This was before he was a coaching client, by the way. And he uh, went to the doctor. He'd been overweight for a long period of time. The doctor had been warning him if he didn't lose any weight because he developed diabetes and his circulation was terrible. They're going to have literally cut off his leg and all this so, this. so he goes to the doctor, you know, usual health problems. The doctor says we need to schedule the procedure to remove, I think, it was part of his foot. I mean, it was just gruesome stuff. He just told me about this whole thing. It wasn't until that very moment when he realized that he was going to lose something he really didn't want to lose, part of his foot in that case, that he was actually going to get into action and lose the weight, and he did. And the story goes, and this is all before I had him as a coaching client, but I did see this picture, that he lost all this weight, and he was like on the cover of a men's fitness magazine. I mean, he looked incredible, and he's kept the weight off ever since. So what it took in that example was he wouldn't actually get into action until he actually accomplished, you know, basically he, he was waiting to have something external that was going to cause him more, perce- well, real pain in that case than the perceived pain or real pain and maybe also of losing the weight. We've had people who've come to us with huge financial problems, you know, m- a big IRS tax bills or just other types of huge holes they've dug for themselves, and they're motivated as hell. I had a coaching client, um, trying to remember what state, I don't remember all of a sudden. Anyway, her and her husband had a huge tax bill. And um, doesn't matter how or why or how much or all the rest of it, and they wanted to get this off their backs more than anything. And and as soon as they did, they paid off all this debt. It took them like two years. It required them earning like almost five times as much income as they normally earned. As soon as they paid it off, they basically didn't want to be held accountable to anything anymore, and they were they became horrible coaching clients. They you they they lost the thing that was motivating them, which is this external thing of this huge bill, okay, you guys get it, now, the key in life to be ever, have ever increasing levels of success, is to stop fighting the fact, that essentially, doing what you don't want to do, and you don't want to do it at the highest level, does require, um, you know, work, does require not worrying whether you feel in the mood to do it, does require that you accept the fact, that you don't have to be passionate in order to be successful at something, does require, that your highest and truest purpose on this planet is to be of service to others, But when you're thinking about why it is that you're not accomplishing more of your goals, it's probably because, if you think about everything we just said, you're waiting for something external to force you to do it. In other words, you're waiting for something to uh, cause you to the risk of losing what you already have before you get motivated. Julie gave you the cell phone bill. I gave you uh, the guy who was going to have to have part of his foot removed. You know, the the person who didn't want to have their house taken away because they had too much debt. All these other types of things are examples of external uh, motivation. But you guys can see how those are not the greatest ways to go about being motivated. It's better to be motivated by something that's positive. So I'll give you a way to do it. This is a real simple kind of breakdown. Um, Let's say, let me think of something that all of you guys can relate to. Let's say you want to take three weeks off in September and you want to go to Europe. It, if you don't want to go to Europe, that's fine. Pick another damn continent. Maybe you just want to stay in the United States. I don't care. Stop over-air But you're going to take three weeks off, and you want to go on this trip, and let's say the trip's going to cost you $25,000. Yes, I know. The cheap bastards on our podcast are saying, I can do it for five. Who cares? We're not flying Yak Air and you know riding around in a crappy 1970s RV. You saying with me here, guys? We want you to have this be the trip and the experience of a lifetime right, 25 grand, September, stop fighting with me, that's what it is, you're going to choose where it's going to be, now how do we actually make it happen, okay, just saying what I just said is not going to make it happen, here's what we're going to do, we have to uh, book the flights, we have to put deposits down on the hotels, we have to make financial commitments that basically if we didn't follow through on them would cause us to lose money, So in other words, I want you to literally – let's go back to Europe, for example. You're going to go to, say, Italy, France, and I don't know, maybe just those two countries. Spain, who knows where. I want you to go online. I want you to spend exactly uh, between now – this is how I do it on a coaching call. Between now and our next coaching call, and I want you to research where you're going to stay. Maybe you hire a travel agent to do the whole thing. That's the easy button right there. That's the way to go. Hire a travel agent to do the whole thing. They're going to know all the hacks. They're going to know the ways that when you're in Rome, you could skip the long lines to the museums. They're going to know all the different things you don't know um, that, that will save you tons of time and usually saves you a little bit of money, but mostly it's time. So you're going to go and you're going to put a deposit. You're going to pick the date and you're going to put a non-refundable deposit of 20%. You're going to put it on a credit card. I don't care how you pay for it. Don't overanalyze. Now you've got a specific date range where you're going to be traveling, and you now are going to have a balance that we have to pay off before you go. That's the rule. So you're going to have, say, 25 grand. let us say you're going to put down you know, $2,000, and now we've got nine months to basically accomplish or however many months to accomplish that specific financial goal. Now we're going to continue on the drill down of how to set the goal. We know that this trip is going to cost you the equivalent of approximately two and a half commissions. Now, your commissions now, the way we 've created your business plan, is going to it, uh, the money's allocated it 's going to pay in your personal overhead, it's going to paying your business overhead, it's going to pay your, your tithes, it's going to pay your, the things that you're paying for. So this is something that's going to be extraordinary above and beyond. So you 're going to have to work above and beyond in order to pay for this trip. You know you have to do approximately two and a half uh, transactions to pay for the trip and pay for the tax and the money that goes to paying for the trip. So we're going to figure out and create an exact plan how you're going to create those extra two-and-a-half transactions intentionally, not through just luck and hoping. We're going to actually make it happen, and we're going to figure out specifically how to do it. You understand what I'm saying here? You see how this is different? This is how you go about setting and accomplishing goals, guys, not how you've been doing it, not how, frankly, a lot of people tell you to do it. A lot of people will say set a goal. I mean, there's so much Mickey Mouse out there, woo-woo stuff, Set a goal, and somehow the universe will magically bring you your goal. And, you know, read books and do other things that will attract the goal to you. Things like this. What? Really? No. You have to get into action with the intent of helping other people through your ever-increasing skill set as a real estate professional, and that's how you accomplish goals. You guys see the difference? Do you see our approach to business and life? Do you see how it's just practical and tactical? There's no woo-woo or mystical or Mickey Mouse associated with what we're telling you. Guys, this is the reason that literally tens of thousands of agents are discovering or rediscovering what we say because we're coming out of this great seller's market, one of the best seller's market we'll probably experience in the rest of our lifetimes, and many of you guys don't have anything to show for it. You don't. Maybe some good months, maybe some plaques, maybe some awards on your walls, maybe some whatever, whatever but you don't have you haven't saved anything you haven't moved your net worth you haven't had you haven't really moved any closer to accomplishing your goals after this great sellers market why because you did not approach your goal setting with the level of accountability that i just gave you with that specific drill down plan hopefully this helps all of you guys i know it does at least a few of you i'm not i'm not crazy to think that you know any more than 10% of you are really paying attention right now so if 180,000 listen I bet you probably 10% are paying attention, taking action on this, and I'm okay with that. The rest of you, I would ask yourself, I'd ask you to ask yourself, why? Why are you procrastinating? Why aren't you taking this stuff seriously? Guys, you only live once, you're dead a real long time, you know? Unless the Buddhists are right, that's pretty much how it shakes out. Only live once, you're dead a real long time. Maybe we should really think about why it is that you decided... You're okay with opposed to spending that three weeks in Europe that you've always dreamed of, Why is it that you're just okay going to that same lake house that's approximately three miles or, you know that that this the same one you go to every year? I mean in Columbus, Ohio, where Julie and I are from, Most people just go up to Lake Erie every year. They call it the Buckeye Riviera. Julie and I went up there twice. I'll never go there again. It's a nice place, but let me tell you it's not like Lake Como in Italy. <laughs> Uh you get my point. So what is it that's holding you guys back? Why aren't you thinking like we're asking you to think? You don't think you deserve it. You do. You don't think you have the time. You do. You don't think you have the energy. You do. You don't think you have the education and the knowledge. Maybe you don't, but you can get it. It's not difficult. How do we do, guys? We hitting the nail between the. Are we are we hitting on target here? Are we are we helping you guys realize what a wonderful gift your life is? A wonderful gift that this industry is. A wonderful gift that. Frankly, sharing this last 30 minutes together has been, please do something with this information, guys. If you need us for anything, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at com. If you want a free coaching call, go to FreeCoachingCallsForAgents.com. Have a fantastic day. We will talk with you on the show tomorrow. And remember, you can listen to replays anytime. Just go to our main website, timandjulieharris.com. The podcast, all the past podcasts, literally, I think it's now in the thousands, are waiting for you. Go there, listen, learn. And anything we can do for you, it's Tim at timandjulieharris.com or julie at timandjulieharris.com. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow.